Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. Very excited to have on the guest today, the co-founder and chief strategy officer for Sin Futures, Matthew Liu. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Joe. Awesome. Well, before we get started today, uh, let's, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got inspired to come in on to the Web3 space and building what you're building with Sin Futures. Sure. Yeah, um, I actually started my career uh, as a trader, you know, doing financial derivatives uh, more than a decade ago. And then, you know, moved around the world to help a couple of uh, multinational companies to manage their FX and, you know, fundraising issues. Um, and then uh, later on, right, uh, after the, 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 the DeFi summer, I uh, actually moved in to start a, a consortium-based blockchain business, enterprise blockchain business, together with some of my old colleagues, but let, really find my true passion in the public blockchain, especially in the Web3 um, in early 2021. And that, that was when we started um, Sin Futures. Um, so yeah, but you know my personal record of um, you know investing in Web three I've started much earlier. I bought Bitcoin twenty thirteen, um, yeah, but unfortunately sold in twenty fourteen. Um, so yeah, if I still have that, yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll be much uh, <laughs> it'll be much nicer. <laughs> well, you you guys aren't doing bad from the short time you've been around. You guys conduct over a billion dollars. In sales, is it is that weekly, monthly, or, or daily? Um, so so far, cumulatively, we have more than fifteen billion. Um, so roughly, uh-huh. um, because you know, the, especially the first version of the product has been around for almost a year and a half. Um, so roughly, that that's you know per month number. Wow! So you definitely seen a lot of data. You understand what's going on in the markets. And today's podcast might be a little bit different than your usual conversation because we are a more specific to an NFT podcast. So I must ask you before I ask, start asking you about the platform, do you own or collect any NFTs yourself? Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of NFT. Um, I not only collect NFT, uh, we also issue a lot of NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> really? So you mean issuing in terms of the trading aspect or you have projects that you're um, minting out there? Ah, so... Um, uh, for, for two parts, uh, at Sim Futures, we issue NFT. For the first part, um, sometimes we have, you know, like trading activities, uh, trading competitions and community events mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, we issue some NFTs to the active traders and active community members. Yeah, as a proof of their contribution. Uh. That's one. And two is, of course, we're also in process um, to plan for a uh, PFP. Um, for the project, okay. um, so that that's also you know in in, in the making uh, and may come out uh, sometime later this year. Okay, dropping some alpha might come out of a PFP. Awesome, that's is definitely a way to reward users. Definitely, I personally sign up for a lot of things because they give free NFTs. As you can see behind me, too many to count. Uh, actually, everything behind wow. me has come from a NFT redemption. Mainly, pretty much everything back there. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic and really to help our audience expand into not only investing into NFTs, seeing it as an asset, but finding different ways to make money on it. Um, so we're, I'm not an expert trader by any means in Web3. In, in Web2, I just purchased stocks, bonds, U.S. Treasury bills, <laughs> the really boring stuff. But I did try one time, you know, you know, um, 
trading options, which we'll get into later on. But more pertaining to Sin Futures, how does one get started? What are the opportunities for trading NFTs that you see? Yeah, thanks. Um, when you know when we started, um, unfortunately, I, I'm uh, I'm also one of the boring people who like devote so much time in trading and uh, making the product. Um, that of course I collect NFT, but I, I'm not really a guru um, like other members in, in the team. So uh, when we started to design a smart contract, we only thought, hey, let's have a set of smart contract that can have the futures pool for anything. By anything, I mean anything so long as there's a price feed on chain, right? So we started, of course, with the like crypto futures, and then we also built one for the hash rate futures. Um, then we realized the same set of smart contract can do FX as well as equities. Uh, of course, we, mm. we, we, we haven't launched the, those elements, but the smart contracts can. Then um, when, you know, the NFT came into uh, play, uh, um, we thought, hey, um, can we create like futures pools for NFTs? Because <laughs> these these have big demands in the market. Um so yeah, then we did some study and realized, yes, we can. Um, but of course, uh, you know, um, although we, we didn't start to like run an NFT project, um, we do uh, collaborate and integrate with quite a couple of NFT projects. So basically uh, these price feeds, um, you know, being like a floor price or like a fractionalized uh, ERC20 price uh, can be used to further create a futures pool with the same set of smart contract. And hence, um, you know, that, that, that's the product we're, we're building now uh, called uh, NFT Futures or, you know, N Futures for short. That is the first time I've heard of it. And rewind back to 2016 when I was first buying crypto, I was trying to learn, you know, futures, shorting, long in Bitcoin. And I wish there was an academy. I see that Sin Futures has an academy to educate people. So who knows? I may have retired by now if there was an academy back then. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you're going to educate people how to short and long NFTs. Is, is that something simple to do, or does it take you know a long time to learn? You know how to get good in you know in trading these types of um, these assets. Yeah, um, I see this as you know two layers, right? The first layer is um, about getting more users to the NFT world, right? Mm -hmm. um, this means like the like the, the, the originally boring people like me, now, um, you know, started from trading, but can also have some, um, you know, skill sets to learn NFTs and to trade NFTs, uh, right? So that's part of the function uh, of this product. But the more important thing that we see is, um, you know, I, I think NFT started with all the collection, um, collection, you know, uh, themes. Uh, but then later on, because there are so many assets that are in this universe, right? You look at uh, OpenSea, you look, look at Blur, um, there's so many assets listed. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge market. And uh, any markets would need uh, price discovery and efficiency in order to encourage more people to come into this market, right? In, in order to encourage I would say more creators to create better projects, better NFTs, and hence uh, we we think the the second you know mission of the product is to increase the efficiency of the uh, like NFT price discoveries, 
Um, and, and, you know, this is, um, this, the, this we hope will contribute back to the whole NFT ecosystem. Yeah. By, by price discoveries. Yeah. Let me make it like very straightforward. Okay? Like I said, you can long and short, uh, with leverage, right. And this basically means, um, in plain words, you can express your view on this, uh, with your money. Right. So mm -hmm. that's, that's like really backing with, I see like punk is overvalued. I can say it, but right. you know, now I can actually put down my money for this. Right. Then mm -hmm. that's a like real view that people see. And this is, you know, the, the, the beauty of the financial markets. It's actually not about money. It's actually money mm -hmm. is a intermediate that actual people use to express opinion on the value of something. Right. If you think about that, it's, it's, right. And then when that comes to the NFT market, then we're going to see the, the more valuable projects are going to have, you know, higher, um, higher value and, and then hence attract more, um, capital and users. And therefore more people are going to go towards this direction. Right. So that, that, that's something, um, we hope that, you know, we can, we can contribute. Um, and of course, vice versa. Right. So for some projects uh, that, doesn't have an active community or, you know, this is just like a, like a one-time projects, then it's very natural. Now people not only can like dump, um, like on OpenSea on Blur, um, and, and they can also short here to express mm. their opinion. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely something that if it was in this true essence, meaning that this is the true value of opinions and where they think it's headed, then that'd be amazing for, for accurate price discovery. How do you guys prevent, you know, manipulation? Because I just read an article yesterday about Blur, right? Like I see, I think many people heard about Blur, how it's being controlled by, you know, 80% of the transactions, you know, by a few wallets. So how, how do, how do you guys mitigate that risk? Um, that, that's a very good question, honestly. Um, because to some extent, um, every market, every financial market has a certain level of, you know, like you, you call it manipulation. Sometimes, for example, if you're trading a foreign exchange, a couple of big banks can just push the market one right. side, right? And and then, but of course, there there's the regulators and the central banks gonna uh, find this out and probably you know find these these like market manipulators. And you know the, this thing um, go I'll say on the surface and enter the table in, in many of the markets. So um, in I, I I would say it's hard to completely like get rid of uh, any source of so-called market manipulation but there are definitely some mechanism um, that uh, many like market builders put in place to prevent um, the smaller investors or the smaller traders being uh, uh, i would say uh, affected by some of the market manipulations right so for example in, in our design um, the, the first thing we do is we take, um, we take only traded price, uh, rather than quoted price. Um, okay. so the difference being, um, if it's a traded price, then that's a, like a true opinion of people using their money behind it. Right. Um, right. But it's a quoted price, uh, sometimes like because of the Oracle, um, mechanism, uh, and sometimes because of flash loan. Uh, these price can prices can be distorted easily. Um, so, right. so the, the the first thing is we use traded price. You know, at least 
that's uh, that's just more solid. And the second one is um, we also have uh, open interest um, limit to avoid uh, maybe you know a single um, like NFT futures trader taking too much position to like control the the market price to affect the others. And this list goes goes on. Um, mm-hmm. So we have many mechanisms, um, and, and and we do see that um, for the smaller caps, maybe um, it's um, it, it, it may be easier to be subject to you know some manipulations. Um, but for the large caps, the blue chips, yeah, mm-hmm. these pools are much deeper um, than yeah. um, I would say the, the rest of the market, and therefore we see them as you know relatively safe. Um, because if the uh, attackers wants to significantly move the market, um, they also have their capital at risk, right? So it's 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 um it's always a risk reward trade off, and that's why it's it's the same thing in like NFTs, um, <clears throat> as in many of the like ERC twenty tokens, uh, where you know usually the small caps are 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 being uh, kind of uh, you know manipulated. Um, by the large traders. I mean, that, that, that happens. Um, and that's part of the market, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and another um, point is that <clears throat> um, I think, you know, when you mentioned a couple of large accounts kind of manage the price on blur, um, this is also because the nature of the NFT uh, pricing is not a continuous pricing curve. Right. It's a mm-hmm. think this as an ind- individual NFT are, are like auction based, and then there's a floor price which tracks the last traded, uh, like lowest price. Right. So yeah. um, this doesn't mean the next transaction can happen at that last price. Um, yeah. Therefore, by a, in nature, this is a market that naturally, um, I would say, takes less uh, capital to move the market, to move the price that everyone will see. Um, and this is also where we, when we started to build Sim Futures, um, we realized having a continuous pricing for NFT is critical for that mm-hmm. increase in the uh, capital efficiency and price discovery. And therefore, you know, we, we partner with um, quite a couple of fractionalized NFT projects because they kind of have done that ERC721 to ERC20 conversion um, so that the price there are continuously, um, continuous price uh, in the form of ERC20. And therefore, you know, that, that's like not only just the last traded price, but also the next price that anyone can put their money uh, behind. Wow. So it sounds like there's you have a lot of mechanisms in place to really help track that and make sure that you know, the pricing is accurate. What don't NFTs have a liquidity issue currently or, or how is liquidity, you know, being utilized in instant futures? So our, our view is NFT liquidity um, at the, in this market condition isn't as good as uh, what it used to be like a couple of months ago. Um, right. And, and, but this doesn't really stop us from, uh, building this product, uh, number one, um, you know, we we actually build products through cycles, uh, regardless of you know where the market is. Um, that applies to like a 
um, like cryptocurrency market that also apply to NFT markets. You know, building product is the most important thing for us. Um, number two, uh, for um, the the liquidity are always there. It's just uh, um, they sometimes liquidity shift from like one one project to another. Right, some project used to be very hot and that a lot of project backing it, but then um, you know new things come out. Um, so the pro, you know, the liquidity would, would move on to the new project. I think that's a very healthy nature in this industry, right? Where innovation always happen, and then yes. you know, liquidity, i.e., like capital, would back these better innovations. Um, and so that for any team, actually, regardless of its, you know, it's a like Web three, it's a crypto, um, DeFi, or it's NFT. Um, the only way, right, to continue to you know. Survive and thrive um, is to kind of build um, build a new product that um, mm-hmm. that you know basically revolutionize the old product that you know we we built before. I the innovation is nonstop, right? The moment you stop, you think, hey, you know, I already issued this NFT. Now, uh, never mind about the, the like the community building. Then you know the, the, this project would, would become irrelevant in a couple of months time. So that that's basically really the the beauty uh, of this um, this industry, right? To have that um, capital and liquidity um, to back the new and uprising projects. Absolutely, you talk about product and being progressive, and you guys have. I, I don't think you're building your own smart contract. You're utilizing one currently, and is the platform completely decentralized? Or uh, I know that is now only available in certain areas of the world. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So, um, because we're you know still in early stage for this, um, so uh, we haven't launched a token to decentralize the governance of this project. Mm. Um, but we are in the process to explore some sort of governance um, with the NFTs that we issue, right? So it's different from like a ERC twenty uh, driven governance. Maybe this this can be a new format of like ERC seven twenty one driven um, governance that that's one um, and the two is uh, you're, you're right um, so this this product um, isn't available in um, many parts of the world uh, such as uh, the US um, uh, so uh, as well as other you know like risky countries um, but generally speaking um, we have seen most of the users uh, coming from the developing world um, uh, for example, like Southeast Asia um, and and then Europe, um, India, etc. So these these are kind of our, our main markets now. No, I completely understand. I mean, right now Dapper Labs is getting you know a lawsuit for their NFTs potentially being a security. So we're still ironing some things out here in the United States. And I personally have some friends who moved to certain country, specific uh, cryptocurrency Web three friendly countries just to trade. Crypto. So I've seen some of my friends do that. So absolutely. But in the sense of a decentralized platform in the future, does that make it more readily available in, in the future for everyone to utilize? Or, or, or does that not matter that it would be a de- fully decentralized platform? Um, uh, we plan to have this to become a fully decentralized platform because um, this is the nature of the business, right? Uh, the users actually will own the protocol and would govern uh, the protocol. Right. Um, 
but of course, you know, at, in the as in the in the baby steps, um, it's still in the mm-hmm. um, it, it still has the uh, you know the assisted wheels on the on the on the bike. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's where the the core devs team is still working on. I see, early days, so exciting. I read somewhere an article that the NFT interface was inspired by Tinder to approach <laughs> a broad audience. Is is that true? Can I trade NFTs and find my future wife with Sin Futures? <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Uh, oh, I like it. I like it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we <laughs> started to think about the user experience we offer, um, we, we, we had a revolutionary idea um, that would be completely different from the crypto uh, futures product we used to offer before. Right. Because if you see it go into any like trading platforms, um, they will look like you know too professional. You know, too many per- parameters and indicators to scare away anyone that doesn't understand finance that much. Right. Um, so then the idea was let's find a way to let the users actually trade this, you know, NFT without touching their keyboard. So that was the initial idea. Wow. Then um, yeah, the first thing that came to my mind, what actually makes that happen um, already, right, in, in the whole world is Tinder. You just swipe left, <laughs> swipe right, right? I don't know what no you're talking to... about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I didn't know. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, you, you don't need to input anything like amount, right, right? or like extra leverage um, before you can... Um, that actually complete a trade, right? So, I mean, that, that also goes to the idea that, you know, financial markets is an um, expression of uh, people's like and dislike just with their money, right? That's uh, the, the, the money part, part goes into the back end, goes on the smart contract. But in the front end, it's like, I like this. I don't like this. You know, that's how easy it is. Um, yes. So, you know, the, the, this is the idea. And then we try to make it happen, uh, try to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I see that a lot. And I'm not to lump, I'm not going to lump you in with, you know, just being an Asian exchange because you're decentralized, but compare, you know, American exchanges to Asian exchanges like that of the KuCoins and the gate IOs of the world. I see a lot more gamification, a lot more fun things happening over in Asia, specifically in crypto exchanges in my early days of, you know, crypto trading before I got into NFTs, I saw all the gamification and it was great. It, it provided a unique activation for me to get more involved and be part of the ecosystem. And I saw leaderboards and the leaderboards mm. were great. People were making a lot of money on, on the leaderboards on the oh, yeah. on these crypto exchanges. So it was way more exciting to be in the Asian exchange versus, you know, the boring Coinbase's and the Gemini's of the world. So yeah, I love what you guys are doing. Um, it's, Certainly, you know, I look forward to seeing it also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. We're actually in the uh, final, um, I would say, uh, the final process of, you know, finishing up. Um, and, and then we plan to have a, I would say, you know, a landing page or website and together with a product to, to be launched together uh, later this month. Um, and initially, uh, we, we plan to have it in a, um, like a, a alpha stage with a, uh, uh, with a whitelist. Um, so yeah, we will definitely uh, get you on the whitelist in early, uh, as early as possible. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 
much appreciate your feedback on that. Def- definitely give you some feedback, but and if my wife is listening to this, I am married, so you know I was never ah, on Tinder. That's why you didn't know Tinder. <laughs> mm. Exactly, exactly. Um, you being a trading, you know, expert and coming from that world, I'm starting to see a lot of NFT, you know, automatic market makers now. Uh, before versus the past, there's PseudoSwap that you may have heard of. There is Elixir specifically for the Solana ecosystem. When we're seeing a lot more liquidity coming into NFT loans, a lot of people are leveraging them now with different platforms. Um, can you tell us, give, give us any insight that you have on, you know, these types of uh, platforms and mechanisms? Are, are they, you know, beneficial? Is there anything that, you know, that you just want to educate us on as early NFT adopters and just average people coming in and looking to, you know, just learn, have better financial literacy so they mm. can make better decisions? Yeah. Uh, of course, I think um, first thing um, um, I, I, I think the examples you mentioned, like like you know pseudo um, or like others, uh, these I would see them mostly built for a more professional market maker or traders uh, than um, you know someone you know purists start to to, to collect an NFT and, sure. and then, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, want to do like uh, you know one or two trades. Um, so I would say uh, my recommendation is definitely you know, try try using them, um, but um, for most of the people, uh, this this may not be the one. This is like a um, mm. like a newbie in the army set with, with with a machine gun or, or with a like a like a fighter jet. So you don't know how to handle this. Um, you probably need mm-hmm. you know professional people to handle this for you. Um, yeah, but the the purpose of these you know. Um, like more professional tools in NFT trading and investing, or more like financial uh, financialization of NFT. Mm-hmm. Again, um, as I mentioned uh, in the beginning, is to make it more efficient for price discovery in this market. I think that's that's the biggest purpose. Therefore, the each like individual NFT projects, regardless of. Um, you know, the, whether the founder knows how to trade this or whether the community knows how to use these tools, regardless of that, um, you know, the, the, the price of these NFTs will be more solid, right? Because as more trading activities happen, that means more information have been looked in and digested uh, to reflect that uh, NFT price, right? So, so mm-hmm. that means um, there, there will be less um, like mispriced NFT, um, mm-hmm. and then um, you know that this would guide where the creativity um, and the capital go, um, you know, for the next NFT project. That's very interesting. Yeah, that that you recommend, you know, just slightly dipping your toe in and let the experts, you know, handle more the sophisticated <laughs> financial instruments. Uh, and, and I'm starting to see more of that today. Right now, I'm seeing NFT art museum curators. They're they're letting you know which one has value. And I'm interested to see if there's going to be NFT fund managers in the future. Here, handle, take my NFTs, make me a lot of money, give me a 10% return, and they'll, and they'll <laughs> utilize all, all the instruments, right, to, you know, create more wealth because they understand, you know, the depth of financial knowledge and how to read you know, uh, all, the, all the data that you're giving them to make an educated decision. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Sin Futures Academy teaching me all this or, or supplying someone to manage my assets for me because that 
Because I think a lot of collectors out there would love that service. You know, they they have an asset. It's just sitting there. I know people with 20 board apes are not doing anything with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's a way for, you know, a, a fund manager of sorts, NFT fund manager of sorts to really do something with that, I, I believe that uh, someone would, you know, definitely uh, be a good uh, use case or showcase for that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So there's a lot going on. You guys have a lot on your plate. You're launching an NFT PFP um, this year, right? Potentially? Yes. Okay. This year uh, in the trend aspect. So, wow, there's going to be a lot going on. And and I imagine a year from now, we're going to be talking about, you know, just a lot of exciting stuff that's happened through Send Futures and just because of how fast we move, right? Like one week is like three years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll move very fast and then uh, try to build more uh, products that, um, you know, would, would, would have more users. Um, because at the end of the day, we, we believe um, the Web3 world will have uh, 100 million, 200 million users, right? And today, unfortunately, the number is much smaller than that. Um, and NFT will be the op- optimal tools to get more users onboarded um, into this world to start their permissionless uh, journey. Yeah. So yeah, I, we'd, we'd I agree with look you. forward to that. Yeah. I agree with you. I came in through Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I agree with you. I went from that side of the world to the NFT side of the world really, really quickly. It was just much more enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, it was so hard for me to long and short Bitcoin, but you know, I've seen my asset value grow bigger with NFTs than with cryptocurrency. And now if I can have someone manage that asset and grow it, that'd be even better. So I do agree with you that the more people will come in through NFTs than, than cryptocurrency currently at, at this state, right? Um, at least, you know, the average person and not financial institutions. Um, so I'm excited to see you guys, you know, develop there. Is there anything before we let you go for today? Is there anything you guys, you want to let us know about Send Futures? Um, or just anything in general uh, about anything else before we let you go today? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, for Sim Futures, we are recently migrating to our uh, second version, and this is also the time we launched the NFT Futures. So a lot of things can happen in the next uh, couple of weeks um, or one or two months' time. Uh, stay tuned. Awesome. Well. You heard it here first, guys. I'll put your links all down below so that they can connect with you and join your Telegram and Discords. It's been a pleasure having you on, Matt, and we will definitely talk again. I'm sure we're going to have you back here. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, my pleasure too. Thanks. Bye.